0: Good evening, fellow listeners. Welcome to Positively Entertaining Conversations. The place to go for things you don't know, but maybe you should. Our discussions are real. The laughter is for healing. Join us on a life journey. Complete with thrills and chills and occasionally ills. Now let's get ready for the show. This soda is cold. The popcorn is hot. Relax and learn something new from our podcast host. He is the mister who's a sister, the bearded charmer himself, the one and the only Guru Brando, and his co-host. He is a brother from another mother. He is the craft of tear. but you can call me. Regular Joe.
1: Welcome to the show. Hello! Welcome to Positively Entertaining Conversations with me, your host, Guru Brando, and sometimes co-host... Regular Joe's here! Finally. Finally. Looking at... The Hold on. There. It went away. Alright. Are you ready? Check it, break it. My God, you've been ghosting me forever now like weeks you've been well, ghosting me. Well, that's because me. that's your fault. What did I do this time? I because was too I, smart for because
0: you? Because I told you about detailing that I used to do, so <laughs> if you had the idea of, why don't you come clean my vehicle? Well, I did that. <laughs> oh my God, what a wonderful job. You need to start yourself a small detailing business and see what happens when we listen to the guru.
1: Well, hopefully something great happens, but that's not always the case, right? Right. Sometimes I give bad advice. Do you know what the bad advice is? Don't start a detailing business. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Don't listen, because... Well, sometimes I give bad advice. Sometimes I give bad style advice. Look at me today. Do you like my style, Joe? Yes. You, Why look, you? you look sexy. I do, always. I need to trim the beard a little bit. Well, yeah, because I I, uh, yeah, you're only the bearded charmer now. I know, and but it's getting a little long because you did something against my <laughs> policy, and you shaved. Well, right. Like, that was so horrible. I was traumatized. And well, it's... you should be because I'm in the public <laughs> eye now, so I have to look
0: as sexy as you.
1: Oh. Or try to be.
0: Yeah, I. Mm. But that doesn't work.
1: Yeah, you have to. You would have to actually um, go through gender reassignment to be as charming as me. Oh yeah. Are you I, willing I, to do that? Hell no. <laughs> hell no. I ain't shaking bacon, baby. Okay, so I'm kind of leading into something. Oh lordy. Uh, so it's a real cre- or a real question. All right. So if you were approached when you were young and your parents said to you, you cannot date women. There's no way. You are not allowed to date women, you can only date men. How would you have processed that? Because you're you're straight, so let's just call it what it is. You yeah, are I'm straight heterosexual, I'm right? So you love women and that's who you choose to be with, right? Uh, yeah. So if early on, in your Talk youth, early on in your youth, <laughs> if your family came to you and said, "There's no possible way that you could date a woman; that you had to only date men," how would you have processed that? Step uh, me through I it. I would say I got two hands. Okay, so, so you I'm would very definitely be like, "Mm-mm, I'm not attracted to them," right? Correct. So why do? It's you, hard for me to get attracted to you as friends. Uh, Exactly. (laughs) It should be hard. (laughs) Rock hard. Rock hard. Um, Okay, so why then do you think that it's okay for us to assume that our children are going to be attracted to a certain gender? We just hope for the best. As long as they're happy, I don't care. Right, you don't now, but growing up, you always question that. You know, you, you question it within yourselves. Everybody does. Right. Everybody at some point asks themselves who they're attracted to.
0: Right. And this life in today's world, you know, it's whatever makes you happy because there is so much different opportunities that you could do, you know, compared to long ago, you know.
1: But you know that that's, oh, that was a you know that that's not always the case with families, especially now, um, that there's people that are really close-minded, and they look at their children who come out to them and they say, you know what, no, you can't be gay. You're not gay because nobody else in the family's gay. Did you know that that's a thing, that people believe that if there's not the gay gene in the family, that it's not possible that you could be gay? Yeah, but that's the wrong way of thinking to me. It. me. It absolutely is the wrong way of thinking because let's just say that um, you're the first one in the family to be gay. Where does the gay gene come from? Who knows? Who cares, right? right? As long as you're happy. Right. That's the main thing. Okay, so the same thing goes for identity. So we talked about sexual orientation, but if somebody had come to you and said to you just like I did about gender reassignment and looked at you and goes you know what, you have to live as a woman. You can't live as a man. Well, I did for about 15 minutes. <laughs> and you, yeah, and you know what, and I asked you whenever you were all dressed up if you would drive over here all dressed up and you said, hell no. No. Right? Right? Okay, because you know people here. Exactly. And you didn't want to get pulled over inadvertently or seen. That would've been funny. What would've been hilarious is the fact that they would've had to figure out who you actually were first. You know they would have looked at you and been like, "Oh, it's an old woman." And they've been like, "Wait a minute, it's a man." And they've been like, "Wait a minute, it's Joe Hess?" Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Right? Right. Okay, so if somebody early on in your life had looked at you and said, "Oh, I'm sorry, kid, you're not really a boy, you're a girl." How would that have felt for you? Would you have fought for your identity? Would you have said, "Um, bullshit. I'm I'm a boy."
0: Well, if you're if
1: I was a boy be trying to become a woman... No, just if you are a boy growing up as a young man... Oh, yeah, that's what I would have said. I'm, yeah, it, growing up as a young man, if someone had looked at you and said... am what God gave me. So if your parents had looked at you and called you daughter, you would have quickly been like, I'm son. I'm not daughter, right? Right. right. I did exactly that. <clears throat> I'm not daughter, I'm son. I was you know, five and six, whenever that's what I was thinking, you know, I had sister and I had brother and I knew I was brother, not sister. So how did you know that you were brother and not sister? Hmm. You didn't know right or wrong. You didn't know male or female. You just knew who you were Right. until somebody told you different. So if somebody had walked up to you and told you different, then you would have questioned. You would have said, wait a minute, am I? Right? Right. That's exactly what happened to me. So when everyone was calling me daughter and everyone was calling me sister, I was like, what? Wait a minute. That's not me. Right. If Emily were to look at you and say, I am not daughter. I'm son. How would you process that? And you know I don't judge you right, as long I know as, you as long I,
0: as she's happy and, and she wants to become who she wants, I mean, but would you want that for her? That's for her to make that decision
1: right, but would you want that for her? would you want, I would accept it Of course, you would accept it. you love her unconditionally right would you want that life for her? would you want her to have to go through the surgeries? would you want her to have to? Be vulnerable around other people. If that's that's who she chose, I'd stand by
0: her 100%.
1: But you wouldn't want her to struggle, just like you wouldn't want to struggle, right? Well, I struggled in my lifetime, and I came through it. So then you look at her and go, I know she won't struggle because she has us. Right. Do you ever think about how she's going to set up who she is? Like how you set up who you are. You look at your kids and you say, oh, I have a certain expectation based on how they act. Like my kids, I have a certain expectation that Lucas is going to be an engineer because that kid is the most inventive engineering person I've met next to my dad. So my expectation is that he'll finish high school and he'll go on to college to become an engineer. That's based only on my knowledge of him now right everything can change right yep so did you have an expectation for Emily Olivia either one that you now see as being met you had an expectation that they would graduate high school right right and they did right and so that expectation is met do you have that same thing for marriage Olivia's talking about it right maybe did you (laughs) she is she better be so did you expect then both of your children to start a family to find a mate and start a family of their own
0: yeah i i you always hope for that
1: you know you always hope that they find the right one actually you don't always some people hope that they stay at home forever there are really those people that don't that don't want their kids to get married I never I never actually wanted to get married yeah me either and I got married twice Right and I met Karen like well <laughs> you chapters
0: ended <laughs> I met Karen well that chapter's closed a month later
1: we're married yeah so life is really unpredictable. What do you do when um, when life's really uncertain for you like there's too many options and you've gone through that and you're going through that right now. There's so many options for you that you're not sure which one to pick. That's my normal life story. Why? Because my mind's always... Is that you? Is that you? That's That's me.
0: Doctor appointment. It's 10.15 a.m.
1: I have no idea what doctor's appointment I have. I guess I'm not going. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Don't know what it is, so I didn't bother putting it on there. Um it's probably blood work so whenever you think about kind of the fluidity of of your life you said you know that your life is always like that you're always full of choices and feeling overwhelmed because I'm always thinking so does it mean that you're always thinking or does it mean that you're creating extra opportunities it's creative thinking right and, and but that that is, what, oh, it is. Yes. what that's what my daughter you better answer I'll pause it okay now that you're back I'm from, back from Damn talking it. to I tried to leave <laughs> <laughs> oh. talking to Emily Okay, so it kind of opened up a whole new segue, so we're just going to forget what we were talking about before and, and start something new. Well, I couldn't remember it anyway, <laughs> you're the one that asked me what the hell we're talking about. I know. Oh, well. Nobody ever remembers what we're talking about, because it's all on the fly. We're just rambling. All the time, Joe. That's just... how you... But that's how you learn stuff. You ramble along until you discover it. Oh, that's what we were talking about. All of your diverse options because of creative thinking. Say you remember. Yeah only, yeah, only because I love diversity, and I know you love that word, right? Whatever that means in English, yes. So, Joe, you have been privileged enough to have opportunities in your life to do things like meet Karen, you know, like to socialize and meet Karen. Do you want to tell the story of how you met Karen? Uh, I was at a cousin's party, which was a beer,
0: was a big... You know the
1: story's gonna be good when was it a hoedown, Joe? Was no, it, a hoedown? it was a
0: it was like a big barbecue party,
1: you know. But it that's was, called a hoedown,
0: Joe. Okay,
1: whatever. <laughs> Did y'all square dance?
0: Hell no. Oh. So then to square dance. You know, it was a big alcohol party, and hell, I was you know normally back then, I was half drunk anyway. So then I'm sitting there talking to my cousin, and all of a sudden I kind of look over to Caddy Corner, and it's like. Who in the hell is that woman sitting on the front porch? (laughs) And he said, Well, that's Karen McCall. I was like, Damn, I gotta meet her. So I took my drunk stumbling ass and
1: walked over there. She had no idea how lucky she was about to get. (laughs) (laughs) Karen's gonna hear this and go, Damn it, why did I go? Yep.
0: So I stumbled my drunk ass over there, started talking to her, and, you know, and then we're supposed to go on a date the next day. Well, I was actually two days late, I got my days mixed up. So I left to, sh- so yeah. <laughs> I couldn't remember. So then I came over there the following day, you know, and I beat my horn. I walk up the door and she asked me what the hell I'm doing there. So, uh, didn't we have a date? Date? Oh uh, yeah, that was two days ago. Oh my gosh. Oh shit, yeah. So then eventually we went on our date, and then we took our second date down to Six Flags, and that was with Stretch and his girlfriend. Yeah. (laughs) So then we came back from St. Louis. She was supposed to be home at 10.30. Well, we showed up at 10.31. How old was she? She was young and sexy.
1: You better quit it. She's young and sexy now. Yeah. So how old was she? Was she She under 18? No, I think she was 1920. 1920. okay, so yeah. young, okay. So then we came back and from St.
0: Louis and we we're supposed to be back at her little strict hours of being home, it was supposed to be at 10.30. We showed up at 10.35. All her stuff was sitting out on the front porch. She got kicked out, no place to go. So I saw so that me and I was living with Tim and Marsha at that time, so I, she came back over and stayed with us and kept my bed warm that night.
1: And there you go. The rest is history, right? The rest is history.
0: Okay. So we lived there for a while. Then we moved and got our own place. And a month later, we got married. Dumbass.
1: Yeah, because then you had to get remarried. Yes. Do you feel like if you had waited to get married, you wouldn't have gotten divorced and gotten remarried? Do you feel like if you had waited, you would have just continued to live together? Or if you had waited, you would have gotten married and it stick? No, because I was... You were messed up, dude. Yeah, because that's when I was basically drinking, but then my drinking days got a lot worse. And, so I feel like if you hadn't gotten married the first time, you wouldn't have stopped drinking. Correct. Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah,
0: I think she's uh, my lifesaver. So
1: do you feel like sometimes relationships are meant for certain people? In other words, do you feel like your purpose in life was to be with Karen? and to have kids with Karen? At that time,
0: I kind of did, you know, but then after, you know, we grew to, you know, living together and moving on and all that other crap, you know, then I got, you know, well, it was serious, but then I got more serious, you know, and then you kind of wake up a little bit and say, damn, I'm glad you came, you know, at my yeah. life, you know, because it did straighten me out in the
1: longer run. Mm-hmm. Saved my ass, but. But what do you think you've done for Karen? Because if you deserve each other, because you know I talk about that word deserve, right? Right. So it's a neutral word. It means if you put in the effort, you deserve good. If you don't, you don't deserve good. Right. So obviously, you all have a good thing. You all deserved each other. That meant you challenge each other. Right. Okay. So if you're too similar, you don't challenge each other. That means if you have all the same interests, you have nothing to talk about because you only talk about... The same interests, right? Right, oh, you, yeah. Because we were actually, I think we were like total opposites. I still think you're total opposites. <laughs> uh, I mean, and and that's that's a hundred percent truth. Because Joe, you're kind of chill and laid back, even though you're anal retentive, you're still chill and laid back. Whereas Karen is a little more anxious and kind of um, affects her environment more. She's she has an active energy, whereas you have a chill energy. Now, you can be active when someone initiates it. They say, hey, Joe, do this, or Joe, do that. Then the action's initiated. But Karen...
0: No, no, I think we both got that chilled
1: way back. Yeah, and Karen, she goes to work, she comes home. If she wants to initiate action, what does she say? What are her hobbies that she would do to initiate after she gets home? Uh, She likes to go downstairs and paint. So she's like, hey, I'm going to go be creative. Right the bonus is you're creative too so even though you're not really but yeah shut up you're a creative thinker so even though y'all are um have the same interest a creative interest they're diverse because she does painting and ceramics and you do rockets and what else whatever bowling balls pinterest type stuff right everything yeah so everything that pops in my little brain that's the creative thinking Right. Does Karen also think creatively and then do it? Oh yeah, she's, she's the one that basically gives me
0: the ideas, you know, then we both work together. So try... it's
1: just like I said, you know, earlier, was she will have, she'll say think it, and then initiate the action with you, right? Right, okay. we we'll both work on it together. But you do something that you don't know that you do. You actually plant the original thought because you're a creative thinker, so you'll get bored and you'll go, ooh, what can I look at? And you'll start looking at something and you'll go, oh, I need that. Well, and also that it comes from you too because you're sitting there thinking of stuff and all of a sudden like, hey, Joe would
0: like this. And you oh, show yeah. it to me and it's like, oh, hey, that's another good idea.
1: And that's exactly what but I'm so trying to talk about.
0: Right, but it's partly really your fault too.
1: So you become a more creative thinker with the diversity of people. So, if you have five people giving you five different ideas, those are exceptional options. You have five options of crap to do, right? Right. And then my room gets smaller and smaller because I got more crap in there. <laughs> like the seven bowling balls I got. I can't wait to see the bowling ball stuff. Yeah, they're still
0: sitting there. I'm working on candy canes.
1: You know what, though? You'll start working on them whenever Olivia gets gone and all that stuff. Then you're going to start working on all that stuff because you're going to try to stay distracted. I just got, got, for myself, I got way too much stuff to do, that I want to do. Ah, do you see what you just did there? creative thinking. You changed that need to want because you knew I would call your ass out on it. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I don't know. You know you did. Okay. I don't know nothing. (laughs) So, So let's talk about the things that you want to do. What all do you want to do? I want you to get a 3D printer so you can do some of that Mario stuff. Well, yeah, stuff. Then what, what am I doing at home? That's like you said, now I'm sitting there looking <laughs> at this shit. Then he sent me Mario
0: stuff. It's like, then it, then I started thinking about the wall design that we talked about before.
1: Yes. You know, so yeah, so then... The 3D printer you know, with the pipes and all that. Stuff. Yeah. You could have such cool stuff there. Yeah, right. You know, but what you have to do is you have to take priorities right now. You have a business that you're trying to engage with, and that takes time, energy, and money. Right. Right. Take it on my craft fund. Yeah. And I <laughs> know it does. <laughs> but it'll all work out because then eventually you'll have extra money from that to blow on crafts. Yeah. But what happens if you find out that you don't have time for the crafts anymore? Oh, I will.
0: Trust me. That, that's not that's going nowhere.
1: Well, that's what I'm asking you because, you I know... I can go
0: work from 9 to 5, and I can go down to my craft room from 5 o'clock till 6 o'clock in the morning and get back my ass get
1: to work. And... Okay, so let me share something with you. Do you know that you lend something to me just like you lend to Karen? You know, you and Karen balance each other, right? So, you are showing me an example of how to balance that, because I don't have that. I have hobbies, but I don't do any of them because I just work, and you know that, like I I take off on Saturday, sometimes I work half day on Saturday, too, Right. and it's because I don't want to stop working. So how do you do it? How do you simply say, no, I'm not going to quit doing the hobbies? I just don't say you just do it uh huh. yeah i just do it so what makes it important to you because you have to in order to continue to do something i just have, have to wake to have up early line. in the morning <laughs> okay so, but that's a thing All right? so if you want to include your hobbies in your life you have to wake up earlier right either work up or get up earlier or stay up later and see, I do both, but it's all because of work. I get up, <laughs> I get up between four twenty and five thirty. Sometimes, if I sleep in, six thirty. Yeah. Um, and it's getting, I it's I don't getting open hard to manage. 9.
0: Yeah, it's getting hard to manage, but you just got to do it. Cause there's so much shit I want to do. But. So,
1: what do you tell yourself that you deserve? Do you say I deserve to have hobbies? I deserve to have time. What do you say?
0: I just try to divide my time
1: up so you say I deserve balance I right. deserve yeah, to I have both. be able to
0: balance this out to, to figure it out you know if I got a couple hours here a couple hours there
1: well so Joe you just helped me solve a problem oh well because now I understand that in order to have balance I have to tell myself I deserve to have balance and I don't tell myself that right I tell myself I deserve to work why do you think I tell myself I deserve to work? Why do you tell yourself that?
0: Because we're addicted to it. We enjoy Why? it.
1: Yeah. What is it for us? What is it for you? Why do you enjoy cleaning cars? Because it's work. I just like to work. You like to feel productive? You're right. You like to help people? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I like to help people. And you like money? Oh, yeah, I like money. Crafts are expensive and i think that that's my biggest problem i don't really like money but i like um energy so to me energy and See, money you look at we're, we're opposite right so yeah, i'm, we're not I'm the same. <laughs> thank god we're not the same i'm the person that wants to invest the intention and the spirit and your person the person that wants to invest the money and the ego the actual doing right so, I want to be a thinker and you a doer. So, I'm thinking you need the 3D printer. Now, you need to go shake your money maker and make it happen. Well, you will find that money tree and I'll let you know. <laughs> that money tree is Emily because Emily is going to be handling the business when you're old and decrepit, which is like in two years. Hell, I'm already there. That's my point. So, by and the time don't
0: it, you... I got to wait no two years.
1: But by the time you quit... By the time you finally say I'm, I'm too far gone, that's going to be two years. So you got two years to work this out. Well, I better start making a lot of money and start stacking <laughs> I <know. in> my <laughs> shit. So we should think about investing in something. If you had to invest in something, what would you invest in? Nothing. Where do you think the money is right now? In my pocket. In your pocket? How about. <laughs> the money is right there in medical marijuana. Yeah. So, you know, cannabis is a big um, money maker right now. You know that. So if you were to invest in some stock, some cannabis stock, a cannabis company. I ain't taking my m- money where I could be going and spending it on my crafts for a damn green tree. No, that's not what I mean. I don't mean getting it. I mean investing it in the market. So say you take and buy one share. I'm going to be broke the next day when that thing crashes. You might be, but do you hear what you're saying? You don't want to try because you're afraid that you would fail and lose money. Well, yeah, I ain't here to lose money. Okay, but guess what? You're here to make money to support my expensive habits but right but you're taking a risk with this business too because you don't know for certain that it's going to work out so why is that risk okay have, to have take faith. no it's because you don't want to trust someone else with your money I yeah. you don't have a bank account a... what
0: I just got a checking account just bill cash the checks and stuff I don't trust banks my money sits in a safe. Cash is king.
1: Seriously?
0: Yeah.
1: You just now have a bank account? Yeah.
0: I never had Joe, one. how fucking I, old are you? I never had one for the last 14 years. Because the only thing I had with that bank account was is to keep enough money in there to keep the account open. So that I would go cash all my business checks and take the
1: money and go put it in my safe. Please tell me Karen has a, a bank account. Yeah, Karen does. Has she always? Yeah. Why are you so irresponsible? I ain't irresponsible. I just don't trust nobody. That's that's what I'm saying. You
0: think I'm gonna give put three thousand dollars in a bank and let somebody else hold on yes, to it? Yes, I hey, do oh, no. because
1: it's insured. Oh no. If you go to a, a federal, I got an insured insu- safe that's fireproof. So how do you ensure that someone doesn't bust in and steal it? They better bring an arm you to move that safe. But nonetheless, that's weird. It's weird, Joe. At least it's not in your sock drawer no. or in your mattress. Yeah, it could be anywhere. I ain't telling you my secret fashion. <laughs> <but> <laughs> yeah, it could be, right? <laughs> okay, so true story. My granny used to keep her money in the freezer. She had a little container that said like something like, Life something and it's where you put your medical records and stuff like back in the day. So she had medical records stuck in there and there was a sticker that went on the outside of the freezer that said it was like the life capsule or something in there. Mm -hmm. So if something happened and the paramedics came, they would know that her medical record was in there if she couldn't talk. So she put money in with that. That was where she stashed it. And I was like, you're advertising literally to everyone to look into your freezer for personal information, social security number, medical records, and you're giving them money to buy a fake ID <laughs> to say that they're you. <laughs> that, that's essentially what she was doing, you know, yeah. because in, in the small town we were in, we didn't really lock the doors or anything.
0: Right. You know, lock your it's doors. Like, <laughs> that's like we used to live at the at the old house, you know, where the, the basement stairs, actually, there was another set of stairs built over it. So that when you go into the crawl space and get back in there, well, there's like a big hole there. That's where the old stairwell was. Oh, cool. So then I always used to take a tin can, put all my money in there, tie it to a string, I used to
1: throw it down in the hole. Oh, my God. That's pretty cool. Yeah, then nobody would know what's there except for me. Um, on our big I don't trust banks. On our big stairs out there, you know, um, they come down, and then they have these two big finials. Right. And one of them you can pull out. And that's what we were talking about. For us, though, it's you can put your weed in it. So instead of money, uh, Beth pulls it up and says, you can put your weed in it. So you can tie a string. And what's neat is at the very bottom of it, there's like a little thing that you remove and you can get whatever out. So, and um, speaking of hiding money, they used to around the, the doors and stuff. There's these little square, decorative squares in the corner. I don't know if you can see them up there yeah, on, on that one. Right. So you see that there's those little decorative squares around the trim, right? Yep. Well, they used to um, hide money crap. They used to hide money in those. Say now so, you shouldn't
0: have messed with it. Yeah, right?
1: That's okay. I'll figure it out. So, But they did. They hid right. money in those and they would just turn them up like this they were on a you little know. swivel you see that you see that stuff in the old time movies and stuff yeah and you know and it's like that's a pretty good idea and so I thought it would be really cool if one day we were taking that off and there was like a whole bunch of money in there oh you never know I can only hope that there is but the reality is we're probably never going to change anything we're not big on changing right
0: you need to get your front landscaping changed.
1: Oh, God, I know. That's what Beth was doing a minute ago. Did you hear? She was ripping the vines off. Oh. So, yeah, we had vines growing up. It just makes it look like the Munster's house.
0: Yep. He'll give it a couple of years. Of, well,
1: give it about a year. You're full front of me. Oh, yeah. Because your neighbor's got the same problem on her side. Yeah. And um, you, because you did landscaping, you're such a good friend that you let me know when my landscaping's out of control. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's been in
0: control for, I mean, it's just not you. You know, it was like the other people that lived here yeah. before because I come past here every day. With those bushes.
1: The bushes you know, is what's I always,
0: I always visual on a nice house like this, but, you know, then I also visual how that landscaping would be to show the front end of your house off.
1: So you know, why but, don't you design something for me? What's your deal? I just do it in my head. So do it in your head and tell it to me. Okay. And then that way we can just do it. See, you're the creative thinker. Let me be the doer in this situation. Or bring your checkbook. Shit. It would be dry and empty. There's there's like, you know, I believe in banks.
0: Yeah, because and, I can. because like I always tell Karen, you know, when we drive past, you know, and I give her the ideas and stuff. I said, just think about how this would look at this step Then you would have, you know, something behind there, you know, and have like the small mm-hmm. shrubs and small flowers. Man would
1: pop. Do you want me to tell you what I want you to do for me? Oh Lord. I want you to make me the bowling ball caterpillar to put out in my front to where it looks like it's crawling from um the sidewalk up to the up to the office. So I want it to go from like the front steps and go all the way up to here.
0: Do that next year when you redo your front.
1: Yeah, well, you have to tell me what to put out front. So you are super creative, and you have great ideas.
0: Yeah, this idea would be expensive, though. But man, it would—it would make your front, your—it would make front of this house probably in decades. You know, look.
1: So we need to talk about it. And if we do anything, we'll take pictures first so the viewers can see what it looked like before. Yeah. And then we'll do after. I should have done that with this out here because that looked yeah. like a nightmare. Yeah, i will be glad
0: to help you out, you know. But it'll take time because I It'll am, take time and money. Right, because I am not that young anymore, but...
1: <laughs> and you ain't free. Well, I can... No. Hey, it's more Saturday and Sundays. Oh, yeah. And see, that's the thing, though. I want you... To build up your business so you and Emily have something that you can share as father and daughter. That's a big thing for people like us. You know what people like us are? Softies. Or what? Softies. Oh. We're softies. We're family men, right? Right. You're a family man, and so you look at your daughter and you go, you know what? I want to leave you with something. Don't you?
0: Yeah.
1: Something more than just stuff. You right. want to leave her with a life.
0: Exactly.
1: So, is she acclimating well? Does she enjoy it?
0: Oh yeah, she's really enjoying it. And hopefully, when you she do... gets more excited about it, because every time she asks me, "Well, we got a, we got a car today, you no, know, you know, or we got something to do today," so no, nobody's called. You know, nobody's got. Oh dang it.
1: Yeah and it can be disheartening because to have something to do you feel productive right you know you feel good about yourself right how do you feel whenever you're all been out of shape and you're sitting in your chair all day
0: I feel happy because i'm
1: not around you <laughs> but you are though you're around me more when you're sitting at home because i'll text you oh, no. if you're working then i don't so see it just means that you have to stay busy so i don't bother you but you are going to hopefully hire Q when you get enough going to where you can hire someone because Quentin also has um, Asperger's. Yep. And it's something that he needs to learn uh, to get over. He did have a job like Emily. Um, he worked at Dairy Queen for a while, and although um he did pretty well, he knew where he was lacking. Right. And it would be very mm. difficult for him to go to another job with those lacks. Yep. So hopefully that's what being around Emily will help because she's a couple years older and um she does have things about her that she's gotten over that Quentin hasn't.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we're getting closer on that, you know, and I know we got uh should be later on this week that we might have a big contract with a company. To wash their I'm so vehicles.
1: excited. Sorry.
0: You know, and I got to talk to him. I think Friday or sometime. See how that goes. But it, yeah,
1: I feel really good about that. I was I was excited to hear that it that it's a possibility for y'all to have um, basically even if you don't have a contract, but to have an agreement right. with somebody, whether it's verbal or written. But for somebody to say, I trust you enough to do all of these that has to make you feel good. You and Emily both. And that's like
0: the truck that we did yesterday for him. And uh, it had some type of yellow stuff on the side of your truck. Well, first we thought it was clay mud, you know, and it was a white truck and it was all stained. We tried everything to get it out and it would not come out. I even tried clay barn, everything. Would not pull this crap out of the paint. So I figured out one way to get it, and we had to do it that way. But it, it took me, Karen, and Emily three hours.
1: Wow!
0: To just wash this truck to get all this crap out of his paint. What was
1: it? Was it pollen?
0: We—he doesn't know what he got into. He didn't know, it was like some type of paint from the roadway or something like oh, that.
1: Oh yeah, like when they paint the stripes or right. something. Right.
0: But it, because it looked like red clay to me,
1: you know, but yeah, that was a tough one. So do you want to divulge what you had to do or no? Is no. It a, it's a trade secret yeah, It's this a point? trade secret. I like that. I was hoping you wouldn't divulge because now... You know, Joe has a trade secret.
0: Yes, and I wouldn't recommend
1: it to anybody to try it either. Well, we're not going to talk about it, so we don't <laughs> got to worry about. It. But you did get it done, and was he pleased? Oh yeah, he was very, he was very happy. You so know. now the the agreement continues to be negotiated. Y'all are going to um, come to terms, and you're going to do a fleet for him, right? Yes. That's exciting, Joe. Yep,
0: and all we have to do is bring all our all our stuff down to him he'll provide the water the bay
1: man i'm so glad you're making it happen
0: but you know that's, i never
1: doubted it though yeah
0: you know, that's probably he says it takes about an hour to do it because there's not really no detail and stuff so an hour per vehicle i'd take six seven hours to get done
1: hey that's a day
0: oh yeah that's a full day
1: you're not going to be able to do them all in one day joe oh yeah we are no you personally if you do you're going to hurt really bad the next day well, so hold on No, that's not life. So what are you going to do is set yourself up for success. I can give you a couple of pointers.
0: Because you need to get them done so then your next day is free so you're not...
1: Right, but you can set yourself up a little bit for success so you don't get overly tired since you are going to do them all in one day. One thing that you can do is make sure that you're wearing good shoes that have nice shock absorption or have a mat underneath you so your back doesn't hurt as bad.
0: Did oh, why, you know that?
1: Why don't I just wear my back brace? Well, that too. You could wear your back brace, yeah. but that, wearing your back brace, doesn't always help because it depends on if it's the muscle or the bone. Right. You know, so if you wear shoes that have good arch support and have good shoulder. Oh, just toughen up and go get the job done and quit whining. <laughs> and that's why the next day you can't move. Well, it's fine. the same thing i do dude well
0: that's fine then you just take your advil and move on okay
1: look i am a damn life coach and this is my job and so i am telling you set yourself up for success so you do okay you know i have two hernias actually three hernias or three spots in it right mm-hmm. and so what's your advice to me with three hernias what's your advice to me what should i do not let nothing heavy. Okay, so I need to set myself up for success and not lift anything heavy, right? Right, but you're not gonna listen either like me, so why talk How about frustrating it, is it? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> okay.
0: But see, you're a life coach, but you're not my life coach. I make exactly. my own damn decisions. I don't have to listen to you.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And that's why we have a really good friendship because we I know the that... And,
0: holes and we're gonna shake and bake this crap.
1: That's why we know each of us is so full of shit that our eyeballs are uh, brown. Yep. Are your eyes brown?
0: No, they're green. Oh, mine are mine. I'm, minor, minor, I'm minor always
1: horny. <laughs> that is what that means. I <laughs> forgot about that. Oh, my God, my sister is, too. My sister has green eyes. Yeah. Well, Joe, I'm glad that you were able to come over and talk about some crap. I'm not yeah. going to keep you forever because I know you have a life now.
0: Well, I know because I've already been sitting here getting life coach for the past 30 minutes then we do another podcast last so for another hour so yeah I'm, yep. already, I'm already tired with you good time to, shake you it back to get be. my ass out of here and go on
1: yeah what are you going to do when you go home say thank god i'm away from you <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to talk <laughs> 10 times today and i'm gonna probably like, oh my god joe did you see this do this
0: yeah, I'm gonna to go to sit down in my craft room and think about all those creative thinking ideas that you gave
1: me. Oh, you know what else I want you to do? Something and with here we my. Go. <laughs>
0: well,
1: you're gonna bust my balls later on. I want you to do something with my storage locker back there. That storage locker that I have—the metal one—I—I I, I want to do something with it what to are make you it about? where my food is next to the, uh, next to the chinchilla cages—the tan one. What the hell do you want to do with that? I want to make it pretty. How in the hell you want to make that pretty? How in the hell am I going to make that pretty? I don't know. That's for you, the creative thinker, to figure out. So, see, uh, you have a blank canvas there. I want you to figure out what I'm going to do with it to make well, it see, interesting. Well, see, yeah. Then
0: you tell me I need a 3D printer, which now I'm sitting there thinking about. So now you have to think about this. What else?
1: Oh, ten different things I'm going to list before you leave. But have. for now, thank you for being on the podcast. Do you have anything to say to the folks? Love you, I shall be back sometime soon. I and hope. and if they need their car detailed in their local, all they have to do is what? How do they get in touch with you? Don't call me. You better stop it. How do they get in touch with you?
0: How they get in touch with uh Moto Detailing <laughs> is that they can get on our Facebook page. And follow Emily's journey.
1: Yes, because that's a big important piece of this, right? Yes it is. And you say that you are detailing one car at a time? Yes. And you are doing that just like one puzzle piece at a time.
0: That is correct. You are such a genius.
1: Golly. No, I know. Thank you, Joe. Thank You're welcome. you. Welcome. Peace
0: out, people. We love you. Thank we you. Will...
1: Finish your stuff, Joe. What did you want to say? I forgot. See
0: ya! Need help clarifying your goals? The help is here. Reach out to sgpathways.com for further information. You're make progress in your life.